0: to the impeccable perspective podcast where we help you discover gospel clarity and openness in a new way by letting go of the culture and finding your truth while having some fun doing it now here are your hosts joe peck and Luann Roundy. Everyone, welcome back to another exciting and intriguing episode of the Impeccable Perspective Podcast. We are here. I'm Joe Peck, and here with uh, my host with the most, Luanne <laughs> Roundy, once again, all set to go. Uh, are you all set to go? I'm all set to go. Oh, that's good news. I'm
1: excited, too.
0: This is this is exciting, very exciting, actually. We have uh, some wonderful uh podcast episodes coming up uh, for you here today we have decided that we are going to be talking about faith not just any old faith but faith in god faith in christ
1: (laughs) which is the ultimate faith
0: ultimate faith this is ultimate faith it's like the ultimate fighting of faith basically i would say although i haven't proven that but but in my mind it sounds like a great concept the UFC of faith, <laughs> basically what this is. <laughs> That's what we'll call it. That's what we'll call it. The, the ultimate. The ultimate fighting faith. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll noodle that around and see what happens. Uh, however, we're here anyway. So we uh, have all kinds of uh, good things in store for you today. And as uh, you, know, you know, if you've been listening to the podcast, we are uh, doing this to help uh, people primarily come onto Christ and uh, to... Just be able to start where you are and uh, let go of all of the uh, potential influences that you might have uh, from the culture of the church if you're LDS or struggles in the world if you're, if you're a Christian and uh, just really looking to become solid in your faith and grow and develop that relationship with the Savior. It's difficult out there. There's lots of obstacles and uh, we recognize that and decided to do something about it. So here we are. Uh, with that, so we do want to uh, kind of open things up uh, talking about uh, faith. We've got lots of great uh, talking points and uh, perspectives, of course. That's the whole point of this, and we want to share those with you and, uh, and really help uh, give you something to think about and, and hopefully uh, get you on a path to uh, to grow your own
1: faith and feel excited about it. So I'm going to play the other part of this to think about. Joe's the thinker, I'm the feeler. That's why we're a good balance between the two. Absolutely. Something for you to think about, but faith is really a feeling Thing, because if you think about faith, it doesn't logically make a lot of logical sense. So faith is, is a feeling that you feel inside of your spiritual self, your emotional self. And that's kind of the balance between Joe and I. He's more the logical thinker. I'm more the feeler and bring those the emotional part out. And faith is definitely connected to emotions of uh, the whole myriad from fear all the way, which is the opposite of faith. And and I think that's a good place to start is talking about the opposite of faith is fear. And, and, and that's in anything. Like if I have faith in um, the government, they're going to make decisions and I'm going to say, oh, okay, I have faith in that because... I know they've made positive decisions in the past that have helped me and progressed our nation, and so I'm not going to fear that. If I have faith in my spouse that he's going to go to work every day, I'm not going to worry about where he's at, as opposed to fear that maybe he doesn't have a job or that he's not doing what he said he's going to do. And and so it's understanding that, the didactics or the dialectics of that of the the, faith is this belief and it's the same with god that i have faith in god even though i can't see him touch him know that he's here there's a faith because there's a feeling and a connection to him that i have experienced and i think that's where joe and i agree that's one of our biggest parts of our conversion to the gospel and to the doctrine is faith in the the Savior, Jesus Christ, and in our Heavenly Father, because we have felt that so deeply. And that's why we're here. And that's why we're doing this podcast about faith in God is asking, and that would be good for everyone to ask, what do I feel? And what have I experienced feeling wise to understand and know what faith in God is and what that is to me?
0: I'm also the smart ass on the team, and she keeps me in check uh, that way. So we have a good balance on that side of it that's as true. well, which is very true. Uh, and that's okay. Uh, I, uh, I am one with myself. With my smart assery. Okay, so um, why don't uh, you start with, uh, do you want to start with just a, a quote? We, we have some things we want to break down, so we, we'd like to kind of preface sure. it with uh, with some um, quotes uh, to give you a, a reference point, and we'll kind of break it down and uh, really make it work.
1: Excellent. So this is from President Nelson's last conference talk in April. He talks about everything good in life. Every potential blessing of eternal significance begins with faith. Allowing God to prevail in our lives begins with faith that he is willing to guide us. Uh, True repentance begins with faith in Jesus Christ, that he has the power to cleanse, heal, and strengthen us. Um, I just love this quote because everything, everything good in life, which if you think about everything that's good in your life, Joe, that you can name, comes from God, and it comes from your faith in God. That's of eternal significance. And allowing God to prevail, which means and that would be that'll be a whole nother podcast, but allowing God to prevail in our lives means that I've surrendered my life to him and allowed him to me to live his will because I have faith in God that he only has what's in my best interest. That doesn't mean I'm always gonna agree with what happens. And I think you and I would agree. (laughs) I think God has given us some things in our lives that we would say, I don't know if I really agreed to that, but on the backside with that faith you can look at it and say because i had faith and i let him prevail in my life i can see where that will work for my good and that he's willing to guide me and it's turning over my life and my will to him to be able to have that faith that i know whenever i ask i can receive an answer and that that will be for my good no matter what that answer is because sometimes i've had things in my life that didn't the answer didn't make a lot of sense and, I, right. and I'm sure people listening would say the same thing that I've listened and God's told me things and I thought why would I do that but the faith is to move me to action knowing that he's giving me that and then I if I follow that is going to bring me to this place that God wants me to be where I can serve him where I can have a fullness of life and in an eternal perspective when we look back we go oh that's why those particular things happened
0: yeah absolutely uh, it is um, quite a Uh, It's it's an interesting thing to look at from my point of view And uh, I'll be the first to admit that I You know, struggle with um, submitting my will to God That's something I've always struggled with I'm very stubborn in that regard I uh, am still easily influenced by the things of the world it seems And, and, you know, and just really uh, trying to have that faith And it's okay, like it's okay to struggle with that Nobody has perfect faith And you're not a bad person if you struggle with faith uh, at all But it's... um, It's really turning that corner, right? And bringing that into perspective where you can understand that Heavenly Father loves every one of us, has a plan for every one of us, wants us to come to him and ask for that help so that he can put us on the right path and help us to reach our full potential. But we have to ask. That's the thing. He doesn't insert himself into our lives. He does not force his will on us in any way. That was part of the plan that we chose when we came to earth was a plan of agency or a plan of free will. And so he has, it's interesting to me, I I picture this, but he has just all of these blessings that he wants to give to us. And he's just waiting for us to say, hey, send them along. And we are down here thinking, why isn't he blessing me? What's going on? I've done all this and he's not doing anything for me. It's because you're not asking or you don't have the faith. And it's just getting to that point where you're, again, self-aware which I think is always the first step in overcoming any kind of weakness right, right. I, I think
1: and It is. It's the awareness of where... where, So it's a good thing to ask yourself, where is my faith? What is my faith based on? Is it based in God? Is it based in man? Is it based on me and that I can make things happen? Because if I'm making things happen in my life, that's not faith in God. That's faith in I can do this. I can make it happen because I've done it before in the past. And that's where I've gotten caught up. You know, Whenever I would have goals, I would think I can do this. I can go to college and I'll graduate in three and a half years instead of four because I'll take 18 credits as opposed to 12. And I had faith in myself that I could push myself and I did it. And I look back and I went, Oh, look at me. I'm so great. I have faith in myself and what I can do, but that's not faith in God. That's faith in me as a person pushing my agenda, as opposed to asking what would he would want me to do. And then having the faith to follow whatever that would, whatever that would be. And And I think people will talk a lot about faith crisis and how maybe they no longer have faith or have lost faith. And it's a good question to ask, what is the beginning of that crisis or where's the crux of that? Is it that I truly have lost faith or that I've just stopped asking because I'm impatient and I want to work in my time as opposed to God's time? And Joseph that's Smith. my struggle.
0: That's my struggle right there. <laughs> my my time is, you know, I don't understand why my time doesn't work. It sounds perfect to me. It right? does. My, my time is perfect. We me. think
1: our time frame is perfect. And I think that's where all of mankind struggles is the time frame. You know, even when you go back through the scriptures, there are prophets who... You know, looking at Jonah, he didn't want to go and preach to somebody, and his time frame was, "Hey, I've already tried this. They don't like me. They've tried to, you know, harm me, kill me. I, I don't want to go back." And the Lord wasn't very happy with that. So when you get swallowed up by a fish or a whale or whatever you want to call it, and he experiences that, it's having faith that that's the Lord's will. Obviously, that whenever He spits him out and says, "Here you go," you know, "I want you to go preach," he says, "Okay, I get it, Heavenly Father, I get it, God, I'm going to go and do what you've." commanded me to do because it's not my will, but it's yours. That was a little more forceful. I don't think you were, I've been swallowed up by a fish, but I want to
0: know the real deal about that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest, because, I mean, is this a literal kind of thing? Because how does somebody survive for, was it three days, wasn't it? In, right, in the belly of a <laughs> in fish. In the belly of a fish. Come on, man. That, that's, uh, is that physically possible?
1: But those are the stories of the Old Testament. There are some pretty pretty vibrant ones in there. Yeah, and that's one of the Yeah, th- that was a, a really yeah. good one in that. Vibrant is
0: one thing. Real is another thing. Is right? another like, one. How does, like, was it, was it literally that? Like, you get like swallowed up. And how did you not get crushed to death when you got swallowed, for right. one thing? Thing. I don't know. I, I mean, don't it's, know. It's, it's, yeah, it's, I guess it's just not our place to judge or question. I mean, it's, it's a good parable, of course. And it, it, th- I think the point of it is to just make you think about these things and, and, and understand the gospel principles as exactly. a result.
1: That it's the Lord's will to follow. So it's a good thing to ask yourself, in my life today, who have I... Re- it's check-in again. It's that awareness. So we're back to mindful awareness, which... Every time that we're going to come back to that, where's my mindful awareness of where am I? Am I pushing my agenda? Am I living the, the Lord's agenda? Where am I putting my time and my energy into. Do I have faith in what the Lord's asked me to do? And I'm following that path and not knowing what's going to come. And that's what faith truly is. I'm walking down the path and I don't know what's around the bend, but yet how amazing that is because the curiosity and the ability to have limitless possibilities because we can become these unbelievable creatures with God that's that's the excitement of when I do have faith my life opens up into something that I can't even imagine and I can become more than I ever could create on my own by myself.
0: Agreed and I can tell you from personal experience that that is 100% true. I have seen some incredible miracles in in my life that have you know completely increased my faith. That's the that's the most amazing thing about faith and uh, maybe it's a, a good time to even just talk about that and um, because faith is a mountain in itself for a lot of people. People look at faith and they think, oh, I could never have faith like that. Or I, I don't know how I could ever believe in, in th- those kinds of things. Or, you know, how could God really ever help me or take care of me and look at my life and that'll never change. And all of these things that uh, are, are negative, but but more importantly, they're not even true and though I think the problem is, we look at other people, especially in the church, we look at our church leaders who've been called to leadership positions, and they seem to be super faithful they seem to be the perfect member of the church and they've got everything in order and they don't uh, you know ever struggle which is totally false of course um, but uh, we look at that and say yeah, i could never have that kind of faith because i'm just not that person i just don't live the gospel that way I, I just don't have that gospel knowledge i don't have that desire to live it so much that i can become so faithful but i would like to have faith and um first of all we're here to tell you that um there's something very, very uh, relevant to that in in the scriptures. So you know it's true that uh, faith is uh, is not something that you have to have uh, at 100% uh, out of the gate. Right? Not at all. In fact, uh, the the thing is, uh, what, what's really amazing is that we we don't want to be comparing ourselves to other people because God doesn't require that. All that God requires is that we have a desire to have faith. And there's a parable about a mustard seed, right? And there's um, talk in the scriptures about um, <clears throat> how you really just need to uh, want to believe. And that's very, very true. We literally only need to have a desire to have faith. We don't even have to have faith. We just have to want to have faith. We just have to want to believe. That's the only thing that God actually asks from us, believe it or not. And the good news about that is everybody can do that. I don't care how jacked up you are right (laughs) it doesn't matter what's going on in your life and how unfaithful you you feel or how lacking you feel in your spirituality or your church membership or your your uh, commitment to the gospel whatever it is it doesn't matter where you are every single person has the potential and the opportunity to just want to believe right want to have faith because we all desire something we are we're all capable of desiring something so why not desire faith and if we just have that desire, if we just say, listen, I can do that, right? I can want it. I mean, I already do want it. I just wish I had it.
1: Wanting is pretty easy. I think all of us would agree that I can want those things. I totally agree with that. Well,
0: exactly. That's the thing. And guess what? You can do that, right? Everyone can just want something and that's all you have to do. So put that in the right perspective. I just want to have faith. And then if you just really kind of commit that to the Lord, the Lord will the, the Lord can work through you. And then what happens is you start to see things happening. you start to receive blessings, you start to have experiences, and those will build your faith from there. And then it just becomes, right this like we talked about, just iterative process where the more you do it, and, and practice faith and have faith the stronger it becomes and the better it becomes and then you know you become that faith warrior right that uh, that you think is impossible for you and that's a beautiful concept but do you see how it's fair Do you see how it doesn't matter where you are in your life and what you've been born into and you know if you're a convert to the church and you've never had it your whole life if you've been you know in the gospel your entire life no one has an advantage No, right. Because we all have to convert. Right. It doesn't matter that God makes faith a level playing field because all you have to have is a desire to want to have faith. And we all have that potential.
1: And we all, And that's I think people would say that the playing field isn't level because maybe you grew up in the church and I didn't. Or you had parents that believed in God, and I didn't. But there's no truth to that because as we become adults and we move out on our own, we find those desires. It's more of where are my desires? And then it's interesting in the scriptures. I was just looking, glancing at some different things in the scriptures about desire and faith. And it's many times over and over, the different prophets will. The Lord tells them, if you have the desire, the faith is what will bring that. To you, and the scripture you're referring to is Alma 32, which is one of my favorite sections. Whenever I met my husband, we were at Lake Powell. I met my husband at Lake Powell. That'll be a story we'll share. Maybe one of our fun podcasts. One of our fun podcasts episodes. about that one. That's because it's a great story. But we're laying on the top of the houseboat, and I remember we were reading Alma 32, and and what was interesting is that was one of the things that really attracted me to him was that he loved the scriptures and even though we were on a singles trip at lake Powell, it was still hey let's all have scripture study together which i i love i think that's a great thing that was his practice and he was not embarrassed to continue that practice because he's he's one of those people that is easy for him to be obedient I'm not quite as obedient as he is in many ways. And that's, that's what's my great. Girl, right there. That's why we connect. <laughs> that's why we connect. That's what's great about being married to him though is obedience is so important to him. So we're laying there and we're reading this and it's just powerful, laying especially at Lake Powell, there's no other lights, it's dark, and you connect with God in a different way out in nature with the stars. And it's Alma 32:27. but behold, if you awake and arouse your, your faculties, even to an experiment upon my word and exercise a particle of faith, particle is pretty small. I think of a piece of sand or a piece of dirt. It's
0: atomic level.
1: It, it, and Mr. Intel over here, it's atomic. Yeah. With that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if you can no more than desire to believe. Let this desire work in you, even until you believe in a manner that you can give a place for a portion of my word. And then he compares it to a mustard seed. But I I just love that a particle of faith. So how big does it have to be, Joe? So small, it's just a particle that you have no more than just a desire to believe. And it will work. And that is so, uh, it's almost like a loving kindness to, I understand that you're in this mortal world. I understand that I put you here in this mortal world. And I'm asking for just the smallest little bit of this, of you turning this over and being willing to connect it that way. And then all of this can be yours. And so he's really not asking a lot. And again, we're back to that faith crisis. I think it's because people lose sight that I just have to let go of that and really be willing to give that particle and have my desires be focused on God and everything shifts. Your whole view shifts and your whole world and life shifts into this place of an eternal viewpoint as opposed to, hey, I'm stuck in this today where I'm at and I'll never get out of it. And I don't have faith that God is aware of me because God is aware of us and, and who we are and... And exactly what's going on in our lives every moment. He knows every hair on your head or hair that isn't on your head anymore. I got a
0: full head of hair, man. I'm good with that. This is true. Joe does. I I don't even worry about that stuff at all. I know, but uh, that's really really interesting um, because I think people will look at their station in life and they'll compare themselves to other people who are different and whether that means they're more successful or they're Uh, you know, smarter, they're better looking, they've got their life together, all of these things we compare ourselves to other people and we, we fail to realize that the playing field is level in terms of faith. And I think what people fail to realize is that we're all on our own specific separate journey and we have our situation life and we have our experiences life and we have the time on earth where we are in the history of the world all for our own personal progression because these experiences give us what we need to progress. And that's the same for everyone. Everyone is in, in that role. So we're all the same that way. And so if you can just say, hey, listen, God has us all in these different situations, different levels, all this kind of stuff, but that's for our own growth. But when it comes to faith, he's made a way for all of us to have the same chance at having faith right? Just by saying, all I need is a particle. I just need you to desire to believe. Everyone, it doesn't matter what situation you're in, as I said, right? Everybody is capable of doing that. And that just shows the love of God. And it just shows how fair I think it is. And, you know, before I joined the church, I talk about this in my conversion story, but I thought the world was extremely unfair. And it was, it was horribly unfair. When you, all you look at, you know, is from a temporal point of view, right? When the only information you actually have is what you see around you on this world. You have no concept of a pre-mortal life. You really have no solid concept of an eternal life or what happens after we die. So all you have to go by is what you see here. It's extremely unfair, and we don't think God is fair. We think God is arbitrary. Right. I mean, right. But Catholics... those are
1: people without faith and they oh, yeah, just see is, life as arbitrary. Yeah. Life isn't arbitrary. No. It, God has a purpose for everything, no matter whether it's the downfall of the economy, whether you have a death in the family, if it's a pandemic. There is a purpose in all of this. And it's his, his unfolding of his plan. And he knows where we're going. We just don't know where we're going. And oh. if we let him drive our car, He'll get us there if we try to drive our car. It's kind of like, you know. Speeding tickets. For yeah, not having a map. And you might end up in, you know, somewhere in Kansas as opposed to in California. Because, or Canada. Who knows? Or Canada. You just
0: don't know. That's, that's the thing. And I'm always up for an adventure, but I usually end up running out of gas somewhere in the middle of nowhere because I didn't plan on it. I didn't know where I was going. So that's kind of my, that was, you know, a metaphor from my life before I found the gospel and, and joined the church. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, that's a solid point. And uh, you know, I, I, I want to talk about uh, the opposite side of that because, again, I look at things from, from my perspective and, and you know, growing up, faith... I, I did have faith, um, actually, I have to say. And, and let, me, let me start with a story because um, this really does show uh, faith. And, and I, I, this was kind of a turning point for me and maybe it was a preparation for me to ultimately join the church. But when I was in college, my first year of college... Uh, I actually went to a local university at home because I was going to transfer to another university uh, away, and um, and I couldn't go there my first year, and so I had to take uh, my first year at home. And so I, I went to a local college, and I was going to transfer, and so I was. Uh, I have a degree in computer science, and you know whatever. That's uh, back in the '80s when uh, you know I was coming out of high school. Oh, did I just date myself? Uh oh. Well, I mean, listen. At this point, a date's a date, right? I'll take whatever I can get.
1: <laughs> that's, an, that's another episode. That's another
0: whole other episode. Another, whole episode. But uh, in the '80s, uh, I was thinking about, well, you know, we get out of high school. Wh- where are all the jobs? What am I going to do, right? What do I want to do? And, and back then, of course, what was emerging were computers. So I said, okay, I'll go get a, de- a degree in computer science, and not knowing what that meant. But uh, in my first year, I had, in order to transfer, I had to take this matrix algebra, matrix algebra course, right? that was horrible it was, oh, it was your uh, favorite yeah. class i bet I, well you could say that if you love torturing yourself exactly uh i am not that person i am not the calculus person the math student i'm not a mathlete right in in, in any way possible but i had to take some of these c- courses in order to be able to transfer over i failed that course the entire semester literally i was drowning i didn't understand a damn thing in that course like i, I seriously didn't i
1: super frustrating it was horrible right
0: and I'm thinking, well, I'm not, if I don't pass, I can't transfer. And what's going to happen? And you, know, you just get the freaked fear out. The fear just kicked in. Oh, like big time. And it, it was and It's like, that's what happens. Fear just kicks in because you don't know any better. But I was drowning in that course. And I, uh, so I failed every test. I didn't understand anything. And uh, I mean, I was asking my smart friends who weren't even in the class to help me with it because at least they understood math, right? I was just desperate, right, to find a way to, to figure this out. So the night before the final exam, and I'm not kidding, I had to score an 80% or better on the final just to pass the course for the year. You know what I mean? Like I was so far behind in that course in, in terms of grades and everything like that, I almost had to ace that exam just to even barely pass it. And it was, and it was the night before the exam. And you know, after dinner I go upstairs to study and I'm just like rejected, right? I'm just like I've got to, I've got tonight to, to learn an entire semester of stuff I have no idea. I don't understand at all. Right. And I um I I knelt down. And again, this is this is me, I'm like, you know, nineteen and I'm my first year of college, way before the church. Like I don't know anything about the church or the gospel, but I was, you know, raised Catholic and it was a, a part of our life and i i, I did uh, i guess i did have enough faith right to to pray and i knelt down and i just uh, said a prayer that basically i could understand this and learn this stuff and then i went to work and i am not kidding i will tell you that that my mind opened up like you have no idea like you like, you wouldn't believe it if you were there watching this happen. All of those concepts made sense to me. They suddenly clicked just like that. And I'm not kidding. Like, I literally didn't understand it all semester long. I couldn't pass a test, I couldn't do anything. And I, now I had to prepare for an exam on all of this information. And my mind just opened up. It's like a beautiful mind. You know, that mm-hmm. movie, right? It just all made sense and it all clicked. I took that exam and I passed it and I got a D plus in the course and I went on to my university, uh, and, and graduated, uh, you know, obviously a few years later. And I just, it's still one of the most amazing, I'll say a spiritual experience for me, but it was one of the most incredible, uh, examples of faith in my life. And, you know, my faith wasn't strong, like as a Catholic, right? You only deal with God when things get bad when things are fine in your life, you forget all about God. Like you don't even, you know what I mean? Like you don't care because everything's great. And it's only until you need God that you actually turn to him and, and pray and everything. And, but that was that situation. And I did, but I had the faith to do that in spite of that mountain that was facing me, you know what I mean? Like I would never pass that course and it just all fell into place and it worked. And it's just one of the most beautiful experiences. And that was the foundation of my faith that I think helped me to really um, be prepared to, yeah. to join the church. And
1: your connection to God. Thanks for sharing that. That, that was, was an amazing story. It's a story. crazy story, yeah. yeah. And and your your connection to God that you knew he was there and that he cared about Joe Peck passing Matrix Algebra, That, that which you would think, eh, God doesn't care about me. He does. He wanted you... To progress to continue into college to do the things that you needed to do for your life and he, and he blessed you because of that faith that the darkness was removed from your mind and I think about in the scriptures where it talks about your mind being clouded or that they don't have eyes to see or ears to hear that's that darkness and confusion to where the the light opens up and this understanding that you don't get beyond your understanding presents only through his ability to do that and to and to quicken your mind, you know, through the Holy ghost. Cause that is the Holy ghost that does that. And it was, and brought it to you. And and what a miracle. And that's that, that moving mountains, faith moves mountains. You think that, you know, this is a mountain in front of me, but it's easily, so easily moved with faith and it's doesn't have to be an actual physical mountain. It can be an emotional mountain. It can be a challenge or a trial in life. The the
0: mountains we face today are mountains of loneliness, mountains of financial stress, mountains of physical pain, right? Mountains of disappointment in our lives, mountains of anger and despair, mountains of unfairness, by the way we've been treated. And these are literal mountains in in a sense, right? Um, And and, I know that like in the Old Testament, especially all these miracles revolve around these very... Um, literal kinds of things, like parting the Red Sea, for example, and all that stuff. It's very literal. We don't see those kinds of miracles today, and people think, well, miracles don't happen anymore, but that's not true at all. Miracle hap- miracles happen every single day, even if they're small and we don't recognize them, they're still happening, but they, they do, And and the idea here is to have faith to be able to receive the miracle that will remove that mountain in your life. And I'm very focused on that right now because I do have some mountains in my, in my personal life that I want to uh, get rid of. And I absolutely 100% believe that those miracles can come. And I'm starting to see some things happen right now that, that may be those answers. But it all comes from having that faith. And if you just, I'm, for me, it's about understanding concepts, right? It's about perspective. And so if we can understand and picture this as like, hey, this problem that I have, this challenge in my life, Is a mountain. Let's just identify it as a mountain. Picture it as a mountain, right? Picture whatever it is you're going through, and then and then just kind of create, just make a big pile of all that crap that's in your life, and just build this big giant mountain pile of problems that you have, and then think about a miracle, and and the the fact that this miracle can literally move that mountain. It just pushes it out of out of your life, uh, back over the horizon, and it's gone, right? Just kind of visualize that. But if you look at things in terms of that, miracles and mountains, I think it's easier to have faith, right? To actually go on that journey because you have a plan now. You think, okay, listen, I just have to have faith. I believe that God will bring a miracle and that will remove these mountains in my life. So that's what I'm going to do. Instead of just feeling sorry for yourself instead of just kind of flailing out there not knowing what to do and just think just focusing oh I have these problems in my life and I can't get over them what am I going to do reframe everything
1: and then you're leaning into your own understanding right oh where Um, did that come from uh, yeah from the natural man and I'm leaning to my own understanding and I just feel so overwhelmed and isolated I I feel like mountain right now is isolation People feel so isolated after the pandemic and being at home alone and not connecting that we're starting to come back out, but it's still very timid and that we're not isolated, that we're all connected. And, and, and I agree making this mountain, but understanding that that mountain of all of these fears and hurts and sadnesses and weaknesses is removed. And that's where the faith in the savior, Jesus Christ, and his atonement comes in. Cause we have faith in our heavenly father and faith in the son, Jesus Christ that work together in congruence with each other. But the faith is that through the atonement, that mountain can be cleansed and taken from me because the savior's paid the price because he understands all of those things Through his what what he's done for us in the Garden of Gethsemane, and through living a life on earth and experiencing emotions, and experiencing being alone, and experiencing being um, hurt by people, and persecuted by people, and that's it's those two that work together. And it's ask you have to ask though you have to have this humble, meek, submissive attitude to say. I don't want these things anymore in my life. I've gathered them, I've made them through my thoughts and my beliefs, and now I'm ready to let go of those to be fully open and have faith that you will work within me and allowing, it's allowing that and making space for that faith to work inside. And that's in Alma 32 and it talks about our understanding of that. I love how he uses a seed because we as mortals get that. You plant a seed in the ground, it starts to grow, it swells and it grows into this plant. And in the same way, he talks about enlarging our soul and we would get that. Oh, I've seen that before. It's something that actually has happened in our, in our world that we can understand. And it becomes it enlightens my understanding because I'm not leaning to my own understanding, and it becomes delicious to me. And then in verse 29 it says, "Now behold, would that not increase your faith?" I say unto you, "Yea, nevertheless, it hath grown to a perfect knowledge," and that's that's what our goal is to get to this perfect knowledge that that God really is there. And we perfectly know that through our experiences. And, and you asked though, you had to ask for that experience because if you would have continued to lean to your understanding, which was, I don't get this. I'll never get this. I'm lost, (laughs) completely lost and buried you never, that never would have have happened and you would have failed. And, and then that's maybe where you would have gotten angry with God and said, where were you? How come you didn't help me as opposed to being meek and humble. And that's where the kneeling, kneeling is this, this humble, submissive, physical place to be and kneeling down and saying, I really need help. And I'm willing to let go of my belief system that I don't understand this and be open to what you can give me, which is amazing. Something that you never would have felt was possible to happen.
0: The the, uh, the world is full of amazing metaphors for life and for the gospel and for spirituality and, and faith, especially. I mean, if you look at, um, you know, a, uh, something incredible like an oak tree, for example, and you look at the seed that it comes from, an and acorn how it's, sorry, an that acorn. it comes I mean, from. Look how yeah. tiny that is! You can fit it in the palm of your hand. And it grows into this majestic, solid oak tree that is immovable, all from a tiny seed. Uh, and I, I think the, the thing we, using that metaphor, one thing to keep in mind is that, uh, yes, we bury a seed and it grows and, and it can develop into this incredible plant or, or tree or anything, but we, it also needs to be nourished, right, which is up to us. So we have to, we can't just say... You know, it's, it's a faith without works kind of thing, right? We do have to it's have dead. faith. And, yeah, and if you don't but, nourish but, the tree, it's going to die. Well, it is, yeah. You so might you have had have a houseplant
1: to... that you've killed off.
0: Okay, those don't count because <laughs> houseplants are just stupid anyway. And guys <laughs> should not be in charge of houseplants. The same thing. is like, what reason I don't have a pet? right it's like you
1: probably yeah you'd probably come home and it would be dead <laughs>
0: I now died in neglect so yeah that's uh I mean listen I mean I'm you know speaking of isolation right I am single I live alone I work from home like the pandemic like I couldn't even travel to see my kids for during the pandemic for a while right so it was re- really lonely so that was quite uh quite a mountain but uh I'm not someone who should be uh you know having a pet in an apartment (laughs) with myself because then I mean I'll just feel like I'll always have to stay here and take care of it and all those kinds of things but we do have to nurture things whatever it is in our life that's the takeaway and so whatever you decide to have faith in, you do have to still do your part and nurture it. So if you have faith that God is going to bring you a better job, you still have to go out and interview. You still have to go and apply for jobs, right? You still He's not going to do just deliver single. one to no, my doorstep?
1: No. You know, back when I was single... Well, he so- did
0: with me when I came here, and that's a whole nother <laughs> story, true. But that's a, that's that's a, story. That's another story for another situ- podcast. Yes, that's a unique situation, but in general, we have to do the work.
1: So when I was divorced and I used to pray and have faith, I knew, I knew and had faith that I would find find someone. And that was through revelation and, and really having faith in God that he had a plan because he told me, I do have someone out there for you, but I used to really have a nice little visit with God. And I would say, you know what? I'm really lonely. Cause I was, I was so lonely when I got divorced because I had, four kids and you are never alone when you have four kids you go to the bathroom and you still are not alone cuz one of them will be outside the door mom 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 uh, it, it's never so whenever they went with my ex-husband i was utterly alone and i didn't have a pet at that time so i didn't even have you know anything to to feel that and it wasn't even the pandemic and i was just so lonely and i would just beg god <laughs> I'd say, just bring me someone. You could put him on my doorstep and he just needs to hold a sign that says, I'm the one and I totally would marry him. Like I'd be down with that. It never happened though. Imagine that. Uh, Yeah, that, that one was never answered. But the thing was just knowing and having faith that it would present made an entirely different process for that part of my life. That five years of my life that I was single became this amazing discovery because I wasn't fearful I'll never find anyone. I'm going to be alone forever. It was, I have faith in God, and you know what? I'm going to just live my life to the fullest, and through doing that is how I found my husband, and that's another story that we'll get into. But it's it's this understanding in our lives, God has this amazing thing. You lose your job today, and you say to yourself, wow, God has something else for me, and that's why this is happening, as opposed to why is God out to get I me? I usually say
0: swear words first, and then I'll well, say Well, yeah,
1: and, it, and that's the thing. So that even goes into the physics of it, like the physical part of it, you will go through that phase because your body's going to experience all of those emotions in your brain. And you're going to go into your, you know, like your deep caveman brain of survival of, oh my gosh, I'm not going to have any money. What am I going to do? You got to work through all of that. The fight, flight, or freeze Thing And then once your full brain comes back online in a couple of days is where you go, wow, this is great. But the cuss words come whenever it's the oh, yeah. Oh yeah. My. They, they flow
0: freely like milk and honey in my life. And that's I mean, that's one thing I carried over from my conversion from my previous life is uh, uh, still, uh, you know, kind of let things fly when uh, when I'm heated emotionally. Uh, at at times but that's okay I've gotten better at it I have I've gotten better at it I have there's uh, progress in everything there's progress in everything it's okay Jay Golden Kimball never really got oh he's he's my homeboy (laughs) he's my homeboy there's no question about that Jay (laughs) Golden is my homeboy that's it listen he was an apostle I'm saying listen you if you want to chastise me for swearing let me introduce you to my boy Jay Golden because yeah he, he made it work so I uh I I'm totally cool with that and we talked about you know biblical swears right we're 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 good oh, with yeah. Um, oh yeah with all of those. I'm good with those. If it's in the Bible, you can say it. That's uh, that's my my philosophy. So I mean, that's kind of that. But uh, anyway, <laughs> getting back to uh, but to moving
1: faith. back to faith. Because we got that off was a tangent. But for it's the episode. yes, faith that the Lord has a plan for me, and everything that presents in my life as part of that plan. Leads us to this place of freedom that I no longer suffer because I realize that I have cancer. That's God's plan for me. I, my husband says he wants a divorce. That's God's plan for me. You know, like it's, he has every free, you know, free agency or free will to choose that. And it's, it's just not leaning again to our understanding of why are these things happening to me people say to me my greatest fear is this like my child's gonna die or i'm gonna lose my job or i'm gonna be homeless and when they're driven by that fear and they don't have faith they totally live their lives contracted and small in buddhism it's called the small self the small self contracts into this i'm alone and isolated i don't have anyone there to support me as opposed to living large and living true to our potential. And that's when they reach out and, and realize that I have limitless potential because I have God like qualities and I have faith in God that he created me as this, as this spiritual body inside of this physical body. And he has a plan and all I have to do is lean onto him and he'll say, okay, I'll lead and guide you. It may not be exactly what you want to hear, and maybe that he asks you to move somewhere or change your job or have another child or there's a lot of things, but it's leaning into that and knowing that this will be for your good. And Joseph Smith, 121, section 121 talks about that. You know, know that all of these things will be for your good because he's praying fervently. Oh God, where are you? Where's the pavilion You know that you're hiding behind? I need you in my life. And, and he says, you know what, all this will be for but a moment. And if you You are true to yourself and true to me, you'll be exalted. And that all of this will be for your good. And if all of us, I remember being so downtrodden when I was divorced and I would read that section. And then the part in the section that always gets me, thou art not yet as Job. At least you still have your friends. Job had no one. And I would think to myself, am I really that bad? I'm divorced, I have my children, I have a home, I have a job, I have my parents, I have people that love me. Am I really that bad? And I'd say, no, you know what? Job had it far worse. And even the prophet Joseph Smith had it far worse. And they had faith. Job had faith like no other he could be your homeboy, also.
0: He's it's pretty admirable for sure, right? <laughs> Think about uh, what he went through, and uh, you know, and, and how his faith was tested. We all, you know, secretly hope that we're never tested
1: it like like, job. like him. Because, but he was chosen because of his faith by God. Here, yeah. take this guy, <laughs> nice job over here, and let's test him and see what happens. And that's the thing: all of us to say, this is God just proving me and proving my faith, so that I can I know that He loves me and I love Him, and that I will do these things that He's asked me to do. Well, I I think
0: people, you know, your question is, well, why him or why me? Or, you know, it doesn't make sense or it's so unfair that he has to go through this or go through that. And I think we just forget that uh, God is doing these things to help us to achieve our biggest potential, our greatest potential. The, The way he sees us is very different from how we see us. We don't really, I don't think most of us believe that we have the potential that God knows that we have. And we don't see ourselves in that regard. But this is how he helps us to achieve that potential is by testing us and trying us. And it is all for our good, uh, you know, even though it doesn't seem like it at the time. And, and But this life is such a tiny blip on the eternal radar that, you know what I mean? Like it's not going to be forever anyway, even if it is rough. Um, but I think we, again, have to change our perspective and just think, you know, I am, you know, God loves me enough because he's pushing me to become the best version of myself that I can be. And that's a beautiful thing.
1: Mm-hmm yeah and that's and it's allowing him to mold me as the potter molds the clay to become a vessel that's beautiful and that works and that's that is what he wants us to be
0: i think that was the underlying Message and theme in Ghost. If you think about <laughs> that, right? Talk about the clay. I mean, it's you know, pretty hot version of that. But <laughs> <I> <laughs> you're dating thing. yourself I'm again. D- there may <laughs> be myself. those
1: out there that don't know.
0: Listen, hey, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll take Swayze what I can and get Whoopi here. Goldberg and yeah, it, yeah. I'm, right now, I'm the most enthusiastic one who wants to date me <laughs> out of everybody that I see out there. <laughs> so I'm just gonna have to run with it. What can I say? I'll date myself. Sure, why not? I'm a great guy.
1: But it's yeah, it's allowing ourselves to be molded in that way, and that right. takes faith again in allowing that to happen
0: it totally yeah. does yeah that's very interesting so I wanted to kind of flip this on its ear a little All bit Right. oh and, I love uh, it when you do that flip yeah, it <laughs> flip it flip it real good because I um again I just look at things very differently and uh and, and a lot of this has been my experience but uh you know, President Nelson mentioned you know in a talk that uh, about faith and it's Um, faith is, is not for the weak, but there's a perception out there in the world, right? That faith is absolutely for the weak and, and, you know, people who need a crutch, you know, have faith or they follow religion and they, they live that way and they have to put their faith in God and they have to put their trust in God because they can't do it themselves and they're not strong enough and all these things. And that's, uh, that's a horrible message to, to send, but the, more importantly, it, it's absolutely upside down, right? It, it's, me, it, it's the complete opposite of what the reality of everything is. Well,
1: what's, uh, and uh, let me use that visualization. Faith as a crutch. A crutch is there whenever I'm healing, I'm going back to the healer in me, and I want to get the let the crutch go because I have healed and I now can walk on my own. But if people continue to use the crutch, they'll never heal because they don't put weight on that and it starts to heal and then they start to walk again. That is not what faith is for, but people use it all the time as a crutch. Here, I'm just limping along and I'm just gonna continue to limp along and use this as a crutch, as opposed to allowing the power to heal me to get rid of the crutch and have faith that I can walk again. And it's yeah. it's that freedom that the faith brings and not uh, not using it as a stopgap measure. Oh, I need it. Okay, now I don't need it. Now I do need it. Now I don't need it. And that's, you know, okay, I need God. I don't need God. I need It doesn't work.
0: Well, that's how I live my life before I join the church is because when everything's good, you don't need God. And all of a sudden things get bad and, and uh, you go running to him. I right? would
1: challenge the people in the church of that we oh, are yeah. in.
0: Well, no, that's, that's a good do point. Do the yeah. same
1: thing. that They, they will say, thing all is well in Zion you know what I I'm good I I really don't need to pray a lot or I don't but whenever things fall apart then it's oh wow now I really need it's the same mm-hmm. thing and we wax fat and we forget God and yeah it,
0: it is and that's something I'm like I guess maybe that was more of a personal thing because I appreciate it and and I, I noticed that difference when you know I joined the church and realized that this is the uh you know the the, the true and the and the fully restored gospel of Christ. That's now on the earth for everyone to take advantage of. And I have an appreciation for that. And, uh, you know, I have a real problem with those kind of people who are just the fence sitters, right? Who, who just take it for granted and they've been in the church the whole life and they don't even know what they have because this is the real deal. And, you know, if you want to act that way, go join the Catholic church. Like They will be happy to take you. If you just want to go to church and do nothing else, <laughs> go join them. They will love you for that. But that doesn't cut it, in my opinion, in in this gospel because this is a real deal for me that that is mocking God so I'm very aware of that and I really try not to take my faith for granted at all because um, you know I recognize the importance of it and when you have all the knowledge of all the things we've been talking about uh, it just all fits in and we should really just kind of be working towards that but I think about um, people who let's just call them non-believers or whatever you want to call it but people who you know, just, um, kind of, uh, make fun of, uh, of people of faith and, 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 say these things where they just say, oh yeah, that that's just something I don't need that at all because I'm successful and I have this and I do all these things on my own and, and everything like that. But, um, I, you know, I'd really be curious to, to, to have a conversation with someone like that and, and just drill down to, to kind of really what is behind the scenes mm-hmm. for, for them. Because if you don't believe in God, if you don't believe in faith, I'm not even going to say religion because it's not about that. It, it, you can, there's all kinds of different religions, but they all kind of come back to God. And, and uh, many Christian religions come back to the Savior. So it's really more about all of that. And it's more about the doctrine and the principles of it, how you live your life and what you believe. But if you don't believe and have faith in anything like that, I want to know what you do believe in. I mean, I don't mean did you believe in a different God, but I mean like in your heart, what do you believe in? So for example, what gives you hope, right, when, when things are down? Like what do you, where do you put your faith in in situations like that? What gets you through the trials in your life? Like seriously, when things go bad and they do for everybody, something always happens uh, to everyone that's a part of life where do you put your faith? Like, what, what do you lean on in order to keep going? Like, what is it? Do you have nothing? Like, how sad is that? Where do you turn for peace and happiness is another thing I'd be really interested to know. And, and honestly, you know, people will say, uh, well, you know, they, they have faith in, their belongings, right, their possessions. They have faith in the success that they've had. They have faith in the government. They have, they have um, faith in science. They have faith in, uh, you know, I, I trust celebrities. I trust all the people on CNN.
1: Oh, you just crossed into... Oh, I know, baby. Yeah, yeah. That's, I'm,
0: I'm a line crosser. You oh, know that. yeah. I zigzag back yeah, and forth.
1: That one. Well, or faith that I have Not money in the to. bank and oh, money yeah. can... Take care of me no matter what it is. No matter what.
0: And I mean that that's true, that is there, but I want to talk more on a a deeper soul level. You have a soul, regardless of who you are and and what you believe, but we are in a world that's confused and contentious and weary. Like the last two years have kicked our ass. You know what I mean? Like it's kicked just like crazy. Like look at the state of the world and look how much confusion there is out there. And let's just talk about today specifically during, you know, as we are coming out of this pandemic or we're reeling from the effects of a pandemic, it's still going on, but the world is tired. The world is broken. The world is worn down. The world is extremely confused. And we are being pitted against one another. We are being forced to make choices and to choose sides. And there's fighting and contention going on all the time. And people are just lost if you don't have a faith in, especially in God, but just, you know, in anything something, spiritual like that. But something bigger, something than, yourself. bigger than yourself. Something bigger than yourself. Exactly. It doesn't have to be God necessarily. something bigger out there. Yeah. Right. It doesn't have to be this religion. It doesn't have to be the Savior necessarily. You might not be a Christian, but you might believe in a higher power. Right. You might believe in God. But what is it for you? If you don't have something like that, how do you make it through? Honestly, like, what do you do and and how are you going to... To, to make it uh, through all of this. I, I don't think that you can tell me, like I will call you a liar to your face if you say, you know what, I just have faith in the government and I have faith in my success and I have faith in myself and all the things that I've done, which have come from God, by the way, just FYI. But I don't believe that you're truly happy. I don't believe that you're not scared on the inside because that is false faith. Like those things cannot endure. Those fa- things cannot give you the strength that you really need right when you are in a time of need and that kind of peace and that kind of joy can really only come from i believe from the savior but if that's not your thing you can find it in a higher power that and, is not worldly
1: and even within this podcast let's kind of clarify we may say god and the savior but it doesn't matter what you call it it's right. the higher power it's the power that we have and and I, I would like to say we can agree on that there is a power greater than ourself, doesn't matter what word we call it, it's still the same power. Yes. And I agree with that. There's something to reach out there. But again, in fear, I contract into myself and I, and, I, and I just come to rely on myself that there's no one else that's out there to support me, which so many people really feel that. And it's interesting when you reach out and say, I'm here to support you, they're almost surprised that you mean someone else really cares about me because they don't get that. And then when they realize that this infinite being really cares about them, that one's a really hard one. It, hard. It, it is hard. It's this whole new, and this is the gospel. It opens your eyes up to, wow, there's way more out there than I didn't know I didn't know until mm-hmm. I've actually found it. It.
0: And it can be scary. And, and luckily, you know, we are given things line upon line, as they say, because I think if we just had it all. A, we would need faith. And secondly, we'd, we would just implode because we're not capable of understanding all of that. But, uh, you know, I've always wanted to challenge people, you know, who mock faith and who claim that they don't need God and all of these things, because we all know we all came from the same place. We all know we're children of God. We all know we're on an eternal journey. We all know that we need love and acceptance. And, and ultimately, we want to be happy. But what proof do you have that God doesn't exist is the question I want to ask these people, right? And they say, oh, faith is stupid. You don't, you know, you can't prove it and all these things. And what proof do you have that God does not exist? I mean, look around you. Like, I have the scriptures. I have my testimony. I have confirmation from the Holy Spirit. I have all of these other people who have the same experiences. I have seen miracles in my life that uh, there's no coincidence there. What proof can you tell me that God does not exist? exist? And if they can't. I mean, there's because it's it's everywhere, right? Right. Everywhere. Even just when we're talking about the miracle of science and the miracle of nature, how does that exist? How is that not created by a greater being? It's 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 too perfect to leave it to chance.
1: Exactly. And that's that they've. And even scientists will argue that there's no way it could have happened by chance. They no, hundred
0: percent. It's it's too. It just it can't. And that's the thing. And 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 you know that should give everybody. A clear understanding that, yeah, there's a higher power. And I don't know, maybe I should get to know that and, and, and do that. And, and that's, I mean, it, it's for our benefit that I can't imagine going through life. I mean, it was difficult for me as it was before I joined the church, because I was really, really lost. I can't imagine just going through not having a faith in anything. How do you endure the real trials in life—if you lose a child—that's mm-hmm. that is the hardest thing in the world for anyone with the most strong, you know, the strongest faith ever. Even
1: right? with strong faith, it's a really—it's incredibly. How do
0: you do that when you have no faith in God? Like there's nothing out there for you. Mm-hmm. How, how do you deal? How, how do you? How do you believe that you'll never see your child again if you have a child that tragically dies and just you believe that I'll never see this see child again. again? How do you live? How do you go on? Like it doesn't have to be like that. There's so much more comfort that you can receive. Um, from really just having uh, having that faith and kind of just taking the time to, to understand and explore the idea of, of God and faith and a higher power, right? Just whatever we want to call it, and, and it doesn't and, matter.
1: And that's the, the I think that's the practice is creating this space on a daily basis to connect with God through whatever practice that you have, through prayer. That is a big one that a lot of people practice and we're asked to pray to him. We're asked to study it out, to be able to read the scriptures or other materials that we find a connection with him or understand understand who Christ was, understand who God is, understand the things that are given to us through these prophets that have written these things down. That's how we gain that understanding to know who he is and then be able to use that understanding to grow closer to him because i don't i can't get to know joe peck unless i know things about you i can't get to know god unless i know things about him that have been revealed to us through these prophets that have written down including our latter day prophet that asks us to do certain things and and then once we have that you're right it how do people survive and that they're not surviving and thriving because they're just lost and it's Mm -hmm. it's being able to say hey there is something else and and being willing to look and discover and creating a space each day to do that that's not filled with old episodes of Seinfeld or... No, those are good, though. They are. Honest. They're on Netflix again. Yeah, so. no, isn't that great? It's <laughs> awesome. Well, I have to start watching those. <laughs> but it's not just filling our lives with this emptiness, empty stuff that we fill it with on a consistent... We do. We fill our lives with shopping and TV and just mindless going out and doing and Facebook. things. Facebook. Facebook. Oh, Facebook. Social media, right? Right, yeah. Pinterest. P- oh, Pinterest. Interest. I know that's place not a word. It in your, no, it's no, not, that's really a word. not a word in your vocabulary. Not
0: necessarily, uh, but I mean, uh, you know, if, if, as soon uh, real, as I want real to, real men have a Pinterest account. You do that? Is, that, is, that, is <laughs> that why? Is that why that that I'm not having any success dating? It, <laughs> it might be. Maybe if you sign account. up for Pinterest today, oh. it might all fall into
1: place. <laughs> but they fill their lives with this because they don't enjoy where they're at, as opposed to saying. I'm going to sit and be still. We're back to meditation and just meditate and just be calm and calm my mind and my body and be still and know that's the scripture that we find in a couple of places in the old Testament and in, you know, in the DNC that be still and know that I'm God because if in that stillness is where you find him and where that faith is created. And it's the only place that it can be created, not in a busy chaotic world or a busy chaotic mind.
0: Well, it, it is. And it's, it's very interesting how chaotic, our lives have become with technology and social media. And, uh, you know, as we talked about, uh, you know, we believe that the adversary is very real and he's, uh, you know, an integral part of God's plan for us to, to be here because he uh, helps us to fulfill the plan of salvation. But he's hard at work and he has, uh, you know, lots and lots of experience. Uh, Over over the uh, centuries, and um, now he has tools and technology that can distract us on a level that we've never seen in the history of the world ever, ever. ever. I mean, it's literally all for free, all in the palm of your hand, everywhere you go.
1: 24 hours a day, never stops. 24-7,
0: it never closes. The internet is always open for business. And I mean, I'll I'll be the first to admit that I do cherish social media and I love the technology. I love that we can find information instantly for free, usually all the time, whatever we need to help us in our lives. I love that I stay connected with my family and friends who are all over the world. And if we didn't have social media, I would never be talking to them, right? And nobody's gonna write letters anymore kind of thing, uh, hardly. And so uh, I love that about it. But then there's also... You know it can be used for evil as well, and and that's very evident. And you have to really be careful not to get trapped into that. But even you know this just goes back to this is a great example of of Elder Oaks talk, good, better, best, which is one of the classic talks in my mm-hmm. opinion. As yep. such, the, the lessons in that talk are fantastic, and the perspective from that is amazing. But we can say, oh, it's okay to spend time on Facebook. I'm talking to my family. 11 hours a day, right? But it's like, okay, that might be good, but that's keeping you from having a better or the best experience that you can uh, to do all these things. So very interesting concept. But again, if you understand that perspective and and really just uh, recognize that, okay, yeah, here's what's happening. I have to kind of, uh, you know, limit myself and and use things for this purpose. And that's it. And then be able to kind of have that time away where we can meditate, where I can go up to the mountains or go into nature and get away from all of that. I mean, it is a good thing that there's no Wi Fi, you know, in in some places, right? right, In In, the forest, in in the forest, uh, because it, it gets rid of the temptation to just check your Facebook while you're You know, but that's the thing you need that connection. That's the only way to really connect.
1: And it's being at home in the Wi-Fi and saying, no, I'm going to take care of myself by creating a space. And that's one thing I will ask people to meditate in therapy. And I'll say just five, 10 minutes a day. Usually 10 minutes is what I I ask. And they look at me and they go, I don't have time for that. Oh, wow. I'm like 10 minutes to them is, is impossible to carve out a space to be able to be present to those things. And yet those who connect and have faith and need that connection because they feel that energizing light and truth coming to them will say, I don't need just 10 minutes. I need to carve a space out in the morning and in the evening both because things are so chaotic in life that I I need more of that. And they crave it. And that's where faith is. So if, if you really get it, you'll look for more and more. And it's built line upon line, precept upon precept, which is exactly what the Lord tells us it's going to be mm-hmm. built upon.
0: That's right. That's the only way to build our faith. I do have a solution for that. There's a fantastic book that I love called Atomic Habits. And there's a concept inside the book called habit stacking. And if you follow that principle, you can absolutely fit 10 minutes into your life. But in a nutshell, it it says, take a look at the habits you have currently in your life. Like we get up, what do we do? We brush our teeth, we go to the bathroom, we do whatever, we eat breakfast, we get dressed, we get shower, all all these things. We have a pattern of habits. You, You know, it can be a habit if you just get out of bed. That's a habit. You do it every day. Correct. So you look at the habits that you currently have, and then you insert a new habit into somewhere So that previous habit becomes a trigger. So for example, if you want to meditate, you can say, well, the first thing I do in the morning is I wake up, and then I go to the bathroom and then I brush my teeth. So after I brush my teeth, I'm going to meditate. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to do the next thing I do, which is shower or eat breakfast or whatever. Mm -hmm. So then all of a sudden, every time you brush your teeth every day, that's your trigger to meditate. And then that's how you develop that new habit by inserting it into the stack of habits that you already have. And everyone can do that. And it's really simple and it works really well. Mm -hmm. So you can, you can do it no matter how busy you are. You still take time to do other things. Just make this a habit. The
1: thing I find interesting is they don't love themselves enough to spend 10 minutes
0: oh wow see to, that's a whole new perspective isn't it it is because people would say i love myself a lot what are you talking about of course i do look and, at everything i do
1: and if we truly love ourselves wouldn't we want to have a faith building and connecting to god who gives us everything to present to say okay i'm ready to be blessed okay i'm ready to be humble and submit in for these 10 minutes and be here to allow those things in and that's interesting that even they block the connection with the busy. They create the busyness in their lives.
0: 100%. And uh, I think Elder, it was Elder Uchtdorf who, who spoke about that as well. And some people feel very confident uh, if their to-do list is bigger than someone else's or their right. day is just busy. And that's all it is. And that's you're missing the mark 100% when you're just filling your lives with busy tasks, thinking I'm being successful, thinking I'm being productive.
1: And, and that's the difficult part. The natural man would say, look at this checklist. You've checked it off. That gives you worth Whereas God says, you know what, you have worth just for sitting here doing nothing and, and your worth will always be eternal. It's not determined by your checklist, but that is not the way the world sees it. And, and it's that balance between being and doing, and it's the being part that people struggle. I want you to be for 10 minutes. Oh, can't do that. Can you give up Facebook for ten minutes? Can you give up watching an episode of Friends for you know? And they just really struggle with their ha- habitual days and what they go through.
0: It is, but it's a trap because we get locked in to this cycle of and, and this pattern of just doing these same things over and over, where we can't break free from it, right? It really kind of becomes the the flaxen cord. Parabola, exactly. that whole idea. We, we just get trapped before we know it. We just do this stuff over and over, and before we know it, we can't get out because we can't. We're not willing to stop watching these TV shows. We're not willing to get off Facebook and, and reprioritize things, and then we just never grow, right? We just never grow, and we wonder we, why right. our lives aren't where we want them to be, and all and things. we
1: stagnate, and yeah, that's completely yes. But that's and, not the
0: purpose here at all. I mean, it's the complete opposite of why we're here. We're here for growth and we're here to progress, yeah. and we just have to recognize that and then put our efforts into the things that are going to do that, not the things that we think might do it or the things that the world tells us uh, you know, is, is real progression. It's not. Uh, very, very interesting. So that leads me quickly here to God's uh, our, our potential, and this is something I love, is that uh, you know, God knows our potential. I mentioned this before, our, the potential, the, meaning that the person that he sees us being able to become. He sees us as this incredible, amazing person, who can accomplish anything, we don't see ourselves that way. But he does know our weaknesses, but more importantly, he knows our potential. And I think that really the only way to realize our full potential like that is to have faith in God, is to let him come into our lives and show us that potential and get us on the path, and more importantly, help us to get there, because we can't get there on our own at all. No. Not that level of, of potential, but... We, we do have it. Everyone has it. And that's what's amazing. And it's different for everybody. But you can become the happiest and the most joyful and the best and the most productive and the, the highest spiritual person that you can become if you trust God and have that faith and if you let him take you on that path. But again, the first step is being self-aware and saying, yeah, I do believe that I have potential. I do believe that God sees me as an incredible being, not the broken or healing person that I am right now struggling with all of these things that's not who I am it's not doesn't define me it's it's where I'm at in my journey right now
1: right Right. and you just moved from thinking into feeling oh wow Ah. I just connected the dots
0: between you and me yes because Thinking because thinking thinking
1: it doesn't necessarily add up to this eternal thing because it's again not logical but the feeling inside if you really feel you can feel the truth of that I am an eternal being that was placed here for these things I have always been and i have this eternal and that's the eternal connection that we have and and it's creating that space to be present to that on a regular basis and not just getting caught up in thinking and doing which yeah which is leads to the the end quote that i i have it is our faith that unlocks the power of god in our in our lives it's through my faith that and president nelson said that that unlocks The power of God in my life. And I have to, it's owning that, that my faith is for me. It's not for anybody else to work on. It's for me to work on. And if I want the power of God to be unlocked in my life, I just simply need to strengthen my faith in him and allow that to happen as opposed to me trying to do it all on my own and trying to make it happen. and,
0: And strengthening our faith, again, starts with that just base desire, just that simple, you know, basic desire to have faith, to want to have faith. If you, if you don't have faith, you feel your faith is lacking. All you have to have that God needs is just that desire. And then you build from there and you build and grow that faith. And you do that by taking on uh, greater uh, challenges that require more faith.
1: Mm-hmm. Right? Or if a test comes that you say, oh, I understand that this is just what God has blessed me with, no matter what it is. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we create our own tests and trials, and that's when we can say, eh, I learned from that. That probably wasn't the best idea. But then others just present on their own, and we say, okay, this this is having faith that there is a plan in whatever that is. Well,
0: exactly. It's that perspective. It's really changing your perspective to not think of trials as a punishment, because you've done something wrong or God doesn't like you, but it's like God loves you so much that he wants to give you these opportunities to grow and to experience and to learn good things. Yes, you're going to have to go through something difficult, but there's no other way to learn, and that's the beauty of it. Otherwise, we'd all be perfect by being lazy. So I, too, have a favorite quote that I'll end with, uh, mostly because I have to have the last word, but this is actually a good one, too. Uh, This is one of my favorites, Uh, and this is deep, too. Faith is the power... That enables the unlikely to accomplish the impossible, and I love that. I just absolutely love that because that is, that is the uh, cheering for the underdog. That is showing that every single person has the opportunity to become whatever they want to become. And uh, there's, it, it's power. I mean, that word is amazing. Faith is power. It is power. It enables us and it empowers us. To do things we could never do on our own. That's the thing. And I think the subtext of that is to have faith in God and then let Him help you to do that. Because on your own, it's very unlikely that you will create the impossible, right?
1: I would say impossible. To create that, you think it's impossible to create mm-hmm. the impossible on my own.
0: Uh, to create the impossible, okay, fair enough. You're right. I mean, that, that's a good point. We we just need God. right? You do. We you do. We you do need
1: have God. to. You have to allow Him in for those things to happen. And people who have great discoveries or great accomplishments will say there was something else there that was helping me or, mm-hmm. or giving me these insights or ideas, and that will always be God doing that in it's, it's
0: true and I just I really would hope that people will listen to that and say you know what yeah that can happen to me as well I can accomplish anything I want and we look at these goals and, and you know you're in a, an impossible situation it's super unlikely that you'll ever become successful I always think about you know a single mom with kids like you were just you know starting out yeah. and with nothing and like how could I ever be successful as a businesswoman, how could I ever accomplish anything or get a better job or whatever? It's It just seems unlikely and impossible to you to do that. But this is what this is all about. This is the purpose of faith because faith will allow God. By having faith, you're asking God to come and help me, and he will guide you through that, and you can accomplish anything. There's amazing stories, and yours is one of them too.
1: And I think that that's what when I asked and I had faith and he gave me the answer, the answer was very clear. I knew I was going to find someone I just didn't know how that was going to look or how it was going to unfold. But as my life went along and I did all of the things that he asked me to do it unfolded into that. And that's the key of, again, not knowing. Faith is taking that leap into the darkness and not knowing where I'm going. Uh, and, uh, and each of us to ask ourselves, you know, what is it in my life today that I need to take a leap of faith and step out into the darkness to take me to that that next level so I won't be lazy, but I'm acting and not being acted upon because all of us have somewhere that we can challenge ourselves and find that
0: it worked for Indiana Jones. he yeah. stepped into the darkness. One of my baby. favorite parts. It is. Of I mean, Indiana that, that is talk about a metaphor for uh, for life and and for uh, faith. Uh, and I, you know, I th- there's a lot of. Uh, a, a lot of, uh, I think, faith based kind of concepts in all of George Lucas's movies. If you look at Star Wars and all that, there's a lot of, you know, gospel related sort of things and in really interesting stuff to see. But uh, who knew that your, uh, your solution to finding your husband was uh, reading the scriptures in Lake Powell?
1: Exactly. <laughs> and but honestly, that was one let of me them. Just
0: say that's like extremely Mormon of you, by the way. Like when I go on <laughs> vacation, I'm sorry, I don't read the <laughs> scriptures, I really don't. You're at Lake Powell. You couldn't think of find anything else to do, <laughs> and yet, and yet, that and yet, is just him through just and through, and that's what oh, I love about I him.
1: So that's he is just tried and true that way, and yep. and yeah, and it's. And I'm
0: still learning that lesson, obviously, but uh, it's it's great to see that that's how it works. It's just kind of funny to me, because again, I mean, I didn't grow up reading the scriptures, and it's still you know not something that I go to right away. I have other sources for learning, but uh, it's it's actually pretty cool, and it works for you guys, and that's all that matters. Be for you. Probably won't be my way, but that's okay. That's okay. That's what it's all about. Any last thoughts?
1: Uh last thoughts is you know what? The surrender part is so hard because we just want to hold on and and to that last little bit and just believe I got this, I can make this happen. I don't need other people. It's a very two-year-old, I don't need you, I've got this on my own. I do it on my I do it is a two-year-old's favorite favorite little phrase and it's it's willingness to let go of that and and just relying on faith which is it is a, a hard concept to a natural man and yet relying on the spiritual feet we're back to that feeling self once i come into that the empowerment that comes is just so sweet and so fulfilling and and it opens up just like in your mind with your with your math story things that i never realized were possible and for every everyone to really Test and try that and just have a particle of faith and go home and really try today.
0: That's great advice. And there we are, folks. So thank you all very, very much for listening. This was a fantastic episode. And we will definitely see you in the next episode. And in the meantime, keep the faith and keep your stick in the ice. Cheers. Thank you for listening to the Impeccable Perspective Podcast. Subscribe to us on Spotify, Amazon Prime, iHeartRadio, and wherever fine podcasts are sold.